everyone. Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, you guys, you're in for such a treat today. This is one of those conversations that I wanted to go on for hours and hours. I could ask Shidea questions for literally days. She's so wise and really, you know, gave me this new perspective on healing in a way that goes into the underbelly and into the core of why we behave like we do, why we are the way that we are in connection to our lineage and our ancestors and ourselves as part of this human race and this species. Um, She provided a perspective that I had yet to hear unraveled like this. And we also touch on the idea that, you know, all of these wellness practices and these spiritual practices that we go to on a daily basis as beautiful as they are and as helpful as they can be, sometimes those practices end up being more of like pacifiers in a way um, and don't really get into those deeper surface layers where the healing takes place, the change takes place, and we evolve and move forward. So this is one of the first conversations I've had in a while about deeper ancestral healing, and I learned so much from her and uh, I think he really will too. So I'll tell you more about Shidea before we dive in. So Shidea Caldwell is a spirit-led guide and shamanic practitioner, helping people uncover and embrace their narratives through ancestral healing traditions and well-being practices. Using technology, Shidea helps Black women uncover and deepen their individual power through remothering, sisterhood, and ancestral healing. And through ancestral and spirit connection, Shidea has helped thousands of people around the world tap into creating spirit-led lives. Her practice is a response to her spiritual journey and the current state of wellness in this world right now. At 21 years old, Shidea founded Black Girl Magic and began facilitating empowering spaces for Black women across the country to center and honor their healing, which she'll get into in this episode as well. She says, in honesty, it took some time for me to step into my personal power because I was afraid of what it signified. Along the journey through building a relationship with my honorable ancestors, spirit guides, and therapy as well, my mojo has reconnected with the unconditional acceptance of who I am. As a spirit-led guide and wellness educator, my work in holistic healing roots hail from sacred customs of my own African-American, Caribbean, indigenous, and African ancestry. My devotion to being of service to community is rooted in accompanying them, my ancestors, in the process of remembering who they are and whom they have always been. So enjoy this episode, and as always, while you're listening, feel free to hit us up and connect with us on Instagram. She is at Shidea, and at Black Girl Magic with a K is her organization's handle, and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. So we'd love to hear from you. And again, thank you so much for being here. I know that there are so many podcasts out there. There's a lot of simulation in our world, so it means the world that you have chosen this space to be a part of. And, uh, you know, for yourself as well, this is a beautiful time to learn more about who we are as human beings, learn more about yourself. And uh, it's kind of a gift of education. So sending you so much love and gratitude. And I'll talk to you on the flip side. I'll kick it off in the way that I usually do. Um, The first question I love to ask guests and and chat with you about is how do you like to start your days off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? Yes, I absolutely do. I love to start my day talking to my ancestors. That's the first thing I do before I brush my teeth. I talk to my ancestors. They can't smell my breath, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, but I spend time with them. Um, I like to meditate. I like Kundalini yoga a lot. Um, I don't know if y'all might've heard, but if not now, you'll know Benshin, um, which is a really great course. Um, it's all women. Um, my friend Desiree is the founder of it. And, um, I usually do Kundalini yoga with her every morning through there. Um, I also, even if I take a bath at night, I still got to take a shower in the morning. It's just something about water that resets me for my day. 
Um, and I love to, you know, pray over myself and set intentions and say affirmations as well when I'm in the shower to set the tone of the day. Um, I also have like a playlist that I made um, through Black Girl Magic and it's called Blessed and Protected. And it's just very high vibrational music. I'll make sure to share that with you so you can share it with your audience that I listen to to set my tone. So yeah. Beautiful. Uh, you put up such a lovely Instagram post this morning too about prayer. And I'd love to hear more about what, what prayer means to you and, and how you touch base with your ancestors when you do. Yeah, prayer to me is just another way to communicate. So, you know, some people might do that through tarot cards or what we call in um, one of my traditions, throwing bones. Um, however, prayer is li literally one of the easiest ways to communicate, communicate to the universe, communicate to ancestors, um, to spirit exactly what it is that you are working on or working towards or manifesting um, and believing it. Because that's what I love about prayer. Prayer is about conviction. It's about faith. Um, it's about channeling from within your body, within your bones, and understanding that all that you are praying for is already yours. And anything that is not yours is not yours because there's something better. So I think prayer is just a beautiful way to communicate. Um, and prayer is important to me and my ancestors because that's what they did. I'm from South Carolina. A lot of my ancestors, you know, that were from South Carolina were Baptists. They grew up in the church. I don't identify as Christian, but I understand that they did. And so that is a way that I honor them because that is a language they are most familiar with. And um, I also understand that prayer is cleansing. Words are cleansing. People talk about baths, you know, spiritual baths and things of that sort. And actually... You know, we can touch on this later. A lot of people don't actually know how to take a spiritual bath. That's a whole other conversation. But prayer is a way to actually cleanse yourself through your own words and asking for the assistance of your ancestors and spirits to help cleanse you as well through a prayer and asking them to channel through you, asking them to um, speak the wisdom that needs to come up in order for you to be cleansed. Oh, yeah. That's such a beautiful way of describing that, too. And it reminds me of, I was just hearing somebody describe spelling as casting spells. All the words that we speak, the words that we write, the words that we think, we're casting spells all the time. And I love that you describe prayer as a way of connecting, but also just building trust, not only with yourself, but with the universe to say, I claim this coming back to your sovereignty and uh, knowing what you want. Sometimes it's, sometimes we, we, we don't even realize that we don't even necessarily know what we're calling in until we sit down with it and really allow it to flow. Um, I'm curious to know too about your upbringing. How were you raised? What was your family life like? You know, how does this all tie in? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in South Carolina in the country. I'm a country girl. I live in the country. Um, and I grew up around a village of women and men. Um, I grew up with my, all my great grandmas, my great grandfathers. Um, I grew up with my grandmas and my grandfathers. I grew up with my great aunts and my uncles and my mother, you know, like I had a community of elders with me. They helped raise me. They helped my mom raise me. And um, I think that speaks a lot to my work and what I do, because from an early age, I grew up with the elders, and not a lot of people can really say that. Um, and I know that it is a privilege to grow up and be raised in conjunction with my mom, but also in conjunction with my great-grandmother, like literally helped raise me. You saw me go through college, both of my great-grandmothers. Um, one of my great-grandmothers just passed away this year. She was 100 years old. They had long lives. Um, 
they live good lives and I learned a lot from them. They passed down a lot to me because I was around them. Um, and yeah, my elders, my ancestors are the inspiration for my work. Um, they inspire me to keep going and they help me recognize what is important and they keep me aligned within my path of what I'm here to do. Mm -hmm. What were some of the values that your great grandparents and your grandparents instilled in you that you still carry with you as true today? Yeah, to be a woman of my word. Mm -hmm. They're very big on that. We don't make empty promises in the Caldwell family. Um, to be of service to others, to be of service to community, um, to be honest, to be truthful. Um, to show up for others mm -hmm. uh, and show up for yourself. That's what I'm teaching them, to show up for themselves. Mm. And um, yeah, those are the main things. Oh, and to stay connected to the earth. My great-grandmother, Nana, that's what I call her. Nana would have me in the garden. I hated it. <laughs> she would have me fishing. Mm. I hated it. But I learned to appreciate it as I got older. Mm. Because how many people can say that their great grandmother taught them how to have a relationship to the earth, how to literally plant seeds physically and, you know, not physically? Because it wasn't just about, oh, we're putting the seed into the ground. We're, we're watching this grow and then we're picking it up and then we're cooking it. You know, it's also a way of, showing the process of life itself so she taught me a lot through the things she had me do with her mm, yeah patience and integrity yeah and mm -hmm. it really resonates as i as i look at the work that you're doing with your community as well is community is bringing people back together in circle together and to hold space for vulnerability to to come to life and and for healing to take place so I'd love to know more about Black Girl Magic and how this started. I will have given a little bit of an introduction about what you're up to, but could you tell us about what really sparked Black Girl Magic to come into existence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Black Girl Magic, it really started um, because of my childhood. So between the ages of 10 and 18, I went to nine different schools and I moved around a lot. And throughout that time, there was this feeling uh this feeling of something is missing and i quite don't know what it is but i do know because i'm a mineral person and what that was is my identity i don't see reflected in me in schools and the things that i'm learning when i'm learning about history why am i only learning about african americans in February, you know? Why don't I see people like me in my classrooms? You know, um, why am I here and not in Africa? Like I had these questions at a young age. And so I carried those questions with me. They never left. And when I got to high school, I went to what they called a sister circle. I've never been to anything like that. But it was the first time throughout my adolescence where I felt that feeling subside. It was the first time that I was in community with other people outside of my family and I felt at home. And so I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like this is, I need more of this. I'm going to do this. I literally said to myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create this one day. And then I carried that with me, as well as the questions I had. So fast forward, I'm in college. I'm in New York City, interning for the summer. And I'm applying for jobs. No one wants to hire me because I'm only there for the summer, yada, yada, yada. And I have two internships. I was like, well, I'll just create something. And then I was like, 
oh, I'm going to create the sister circle that I experienced in high school in New York. And I was like, New York is the perfect place to do it because I want to be there to be a diverse representation of what blackness looks like, what black femininity looks like in a space. And so that's what it was. I had the first Black Girl Magic Meetup in 2015. I never put on an event. I didn't even know what I was creating with a business at the time. I just wanted to do an event. I just wanted to do a sister circle. And so I had the first event. It was over. 60, 50 to 60 women, all ages, different countries. Some one girl was from Paris for the summer. It was it was amazing. And I facilitated a space for us to be in our truth, to tell our stories, to be heard, be valued, be celebrated, be respected by like-minded individuals. Um and I remember at the end of that event, it was this feeling that I never felt before. And it was a feeling of this is my purpose. Like, this is exactly what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. I didn't know this before, but I know it now. And that was the day that my bones awakened. That was the day that my memory started to awaken. And now these questions that I had, and now this idea that I had, I had answers. And this idea was now a reality. And um, I remember the women coming up to me and saying, this was incredible. This was life-changing. Like, I've never been in a space that made me feel like this, that made me feel so seen and so heard. And I feel so much healing from this space. Um, women coming up to me saying, I needed this. I didn't want to be here on this earth anymore. And you made me remember, y'all made me remember why my life is worth living. And that just blew me the fuck away. Cause I was like, yo, I just had a little idea, but it wasn't little <laughs> at all. Mm -mm. It was literally the idea planted from the ancestors to align me in my purpose, which is helping people to remember their medicine, remember their worth, remember their stories and to tell new stories. So yeah, from there, it just kind of took a took a road of its own. I'm just a representative of Black Girl Magic, a sacred representative representative. Black Girl Magic is its own energy. That's my girl. We walk together. I don't own her, she doesn't own me, but she chose me. Mm -hmm. When Before we started recording, you were telling me about your wonderful teacher who recently passed and that you could feel his passing coming literally in your bones. And um, I'd love to hear you touch on that a little bit more too about what your ancestral wisdom you know, says about our bones and our makeup and how we, we store things on a cellular level and what that activation feels like and looks like for you. Yeah, so I want to uplift and honor Elder Maladoma Fome, West African shaman, Helen Fondeno, Burkina Faso, who left his homeland, his home country, to come here so people like me and many others could be touched by his medicine. Maladoma Fome is the reason that I'm here talking to you today. This has been the incredibly hard year for me and it's also been the best year because 
I had been training with Malanoma and doing African ritual month after month. And it was integral for me. So I can be in this position of authority of understanding who I am and why I'm here. Um, Maladoma taught us about the African medicine wheel out of Burkina Faso, which I also happen to have ancestral ties from. I found that out later in my journey. The African medicine wheel consists of fire, water, mineral, earth, and nature. All of us are one of these elements, and it is depending on the last digit of your birth year. The last digit of my birth year is four, so I am mineral. Mineral clan people help the world to remember. Remember who we are, remember what our purposes are, remember our medicine, remember the ancient wisdom. Because see, Western society and consumerism, it teaches us to look everywhere but inside of ourselves, to seek out this person or that person for knowledge. Western society even teaches us that manifestation or energy work or mindfulness is going to heal us, but it's not. What the true root of healing is ancestral healing. And that's what I am bringing forth as a mineral is to help people remember the importance of doing the ancestral healing work because a lot of these modalities are focused around the symptoms but not the patterns within our generation not the wounds so it's scratching the surface like a motherfucker and the ancestors are tired of society scratching the surface without getting to the root. So as a mineral, I am literally the root and I am here to help people remember the root within them so that they can yank up the weeds, so that they can plant new gardens, grow new crops. If you've been feeling called to up-level in some area of your life, whether it's professionally, personally, in your relationships, perhaps it's a project that you've been wanting to launch and get off the ground, I've created a one-on-one -on -one mentorship series, a six-week container where you and I will work intimately together to clear out any subconscious and energetic blocks that might be holding you back from stepping into that next version of yourself that you've been envisioning for so long. We're going to be working through habit formation, uh, confidence building. We're going to be taking you through guided meditations and personalized EFT tapping, workbook prompts. It's really going to be a personalized system for getting you to that level that you've been envisioning for so long. So if you're interested in that, you can go to helendenham.com slash mentorship and learn more about it. All right, back to the episode. Thanks for listening. What kind of practices uh, do you go to to start working with your ancestors and starting to heal and reprogram those patterns that, you know, I, I always hear that they go seven generations back. Does that ring true to you? I'm, I'm sure it goes yeah, it even does, further back. It does ring, it does ring true to me. Um, and to answer your question, so I want to say ancestral healing work it's not necessarily about you going in to heal your entire lineage. Mm. It's about you going in to heal your ancestral wounds and having your ancestors accompany you side by side and doing their work too. So it is a collective effort between your ancestors and you to heal. So you're working together. It's not oh, I take on all the, the pain, the trauma, the, the infliction that my ancestors have caused or may have experienced. It's about recognizing and addressing them, but doing your work as well. Um, and the way that you can do that is literally ancestral healing. Start doing the research, find teachers, who literally specialize in ancestral healing. And I do want to give you all uh, good sources. So what Helen will do, I'll send her two people, including myself, and two other people who I am learning under, 
Um, even Elder Maladoma, he's not physically here, but you can go search him on YouTube and start work, watching his lectures. You know, there's there are ways to still learn from people when they have become an ancestor. Their work continues; it lives on. Um, but this is this is literally the work that we need to do as a society. If you think about it, and I actually did a. Um, I did a blog post about this earlier on my newsletter. And I said, we have a lot of distractions in society. Um, we're always fighting for something, trying to destroy some system. But really the systems that need to be destroyed are the ones within our lineages. The systematic racism, the abuse, the neglect in our lineages. And once we deal with that, everything around us will change. We're all, we're, we're addressing outwards. We're addressing the symptoms. We have to break the patterns. We have to address the wounds. That's how it, it's not inside out. I mean, it's not outside in, it's inside out. And I feel like society is doing it completely backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is such a, uh, such an important lesson to integrate as well, especially for all of us, but I, I keep thinking about cultural appropriation and why white people, you know, over our, so much of our history have taken advantage of indigenous wisdom and cultures and, and black culture. And, and something that keeps sticking out to me is that I don't really know many white people who truly know what their ancestry is, whether it relates to the Druids or whether it relates to like, you know, ancient Celtic wisdom, like Celtic shamanism, you know, that exists yeah. as well. And it's like our white culture, it's, it's like we grasp at things that we, we want to identify with. And then we, we almost rape and pillage like what is yeah. ours because we don't know ourselves. So yes. the internal work is, is really resonating here. Mm -hmm. So that ancestral healing is literally the root. It's like, I want to scream it to the mountaintop and be like, just do your fucking ancestral healing work and the world will change because that's literally what will happen, yeah. you know? And while you were talking, um, someone that I do respect um, within this lane of work who is a white identifying cis male, his name is Daniel, I mean, Daniel Floor. He's based in Asheville, I believe. Um, and his work focuses on that. So if you are a you know white identifying person and you're like oh well i don't want to feel like i'm putting my baggage or whatever on uh black people which we don't let me say this if someone says they are doing ancestral healing work and they are black or brown then it's for it's ancestral healing work for everyone so for me my work is for everyone. Now, the work I have for Black Girl Magic is obvious who that is for. But the work for me as an individual, I work with anyone who's ready because it's not about color with this. It's about who's ready to step the fuck up. You might want to put a profanity thing, but this is how this is how the ancestors are channeling through me right now because they need y'all to know the importance, the utmost importance of this. And it's not a game because a lot of people's life depends on it. A lot of people feel lost. <laughs> a lot of people feel lost. And I, I specifically, there are gonna be some, there's someone who's gonna listen to this podcast. This is for you. You're gonna listen to this podcast episode and like every time that I achieve something, you might even be very successful. You might have all the money in the world but you still feel empty. And it's because your healing is not equated by your accomplishments. Your healing is equated by the work that you do inner. It's not the outer, it's not what the public sees. The ancestors don't give a shit about that. They're like, look, yeah, that's great. You're in team both, that's great. That's great, you're in four. That's great, that's great. You have $100,000, that's great. But that is not addressing the work that needs to get done in order for this collective to heal. Because each one of us, black, brown, white, green, yellow, I don't care what color you are, we all have an indigenosity. 
about us. We all have indigenous roots about us. But in order to tap into that medicine, you have to get below the surface. You have to get to the root. And you have to stop being in denial that there is work to do. Yeah. Oh, so you're so powerful, Shaidea. I mean, this is bringing up just uh, the conversation we were having earlier, too, about, you know, living in Topanga and how you were saying mineral people are called to Topanga uh, because it's, it's potentially a root chakra charging center. And I, and I keep thinking about how integral connecting to nature is with ancestral healing because we have so much ancestral wisdom in the earth and in the ground. Do you find that nature is really important to incorporate into the work that you're doing? Oh, absolutely. In the guard tradition, um, we, we, view, we view the earth, we view nature as the, the container and the holder of the ancient wisdom outside of the bone is nature. A lot of times when we're feeling down, when we're feeling depressed, you know, I don't know. We might go watch some inspirational YouTube video or something. I don't know. Or a podcast episode. I don't know. <laughs> but the first thing you need to do is take your butt outside. <laughs> because that is, Mother Earth is literally wanting to hold us, wanting to um, embrace us and to cleanse us, to cleanse our energy cleanse our fields, waiting. Nature is literally waiting on us to come to her so it can help us remember our authenticity, remember who we are, remember the wisdom, the mystery, the ancient uh, technology of the earth. Water is literally waiting on us to be cleansed and purified and reconciled. They are waiting, the elements of the earth are waiting. Fire is waiting on us because the ancestors are ready to do the work and they are tired of looking down and seeing manifestation this, mindfulness this. That's not the root. And it's not going to address anything until the root is addressed. And that's not to negate that these things are also good. They're, they're good. But right now, to keep it 100, it's a fucking distraction. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it that way because that's the way the ancestors said the people who are going to listen to this need to hear it. It's a distraction. Because a lot of you are going to be potentially white identifying people listening to this podcast episode. And I'm telling you in this way because your ancestors are literally letting me know in my bones there is an urgency behind you, this registering and finally clicking in your bones. Yes. It's reminding me of, as, as well, that we are humans human beings, not humans doing. (laughs) This is what I was just sending out in my little newsletter. And I feel like the distraction that you're referring to, the manifestation, all the the crystal work, you know, all of these sound baths, everything, it's still kind of a doing. But at the end of the day, who are we truly when we're sitting in silence with ourselves and coming back to ourselves in simply being with our consciousness and, and connecting to that? And it's so interesting how nature plays into this because our being, our essence is inseparable from nature. There's a reason that our circadian rhythm changes as we put our feet on the ground. There's a reason we feel better when we eat more greens and more plants and when we get more sunlight. And yeah, the the wisdom, the ancient wisdom is all around us if we can just simply be with it. And Mm -hmm. I've never heard it. I love that you're describing these things as, as distractions because they can absolutely be tools. But until we've done... The, the root work and, and done the ancestral work, all of it is just noise, isn't it? It is just noise. And it's, and it's so much noise. I woke up today after talking to my ancestors and they're like, Shadea, it's so much fucking noise. 
It's so many distractions. And today you need to let everyone know that you're talking to that they're distracted, that they're distracted. And that's why, ooh, they want me to say this. Some people are not gonna like this, but I need to say it, which is, that is why there are a lot of white problematic people within spirituality and wellness that you all look up to, but who have not actually done the ancestral healing work. And so it's perpetuating by you being involved in these, these distractions. It's not doing anything, literally. Yeah. And these things, these, these things that we spoke on, you know, mindfulness, manifestation, X, Y, and Z, it's only addressing symptoms. And it might work for a little while, and then it might stop working again. Because that's the wound coming up. That's the generational pattern coming up. It's your ancestors are trying to show you. You're like, oh my God, my life is not going the way I want it to. You know, every time I try, something happens. It's because they're trying to show you this is not what you need in order to do the work. Yeah. Literally. Don't so heavy on this one. I just went through this, um, this just difficult emotional experience. And I found myself just obsessively checking um, astrology the astrology readings that were going on. And, and I think astrology holds so much value and, and cosmic wisdom, of course, but I was really like, okay, this obsessive checking, it's just a bandaid. It's masking it. It's giving myself, Oh, Oh, this is why it's just the stars. This is why I'm off. But when I really sat and looked at it, it was like, Oh, your, your sense of self-worth is out of whack. You don't feel like mm -hmm. you're worthy of love. This is why mm -hmm. you're checking to see if Venus is going retrograde <laughs> instead of Can I say something. Of course, please. To that. You speaking on that saying, my sense of self is out of whack. And then if every single one of you just took a moment after this podcast, during this podcast, you can pause it right now if you need to. And you scan your bones. You scan your body. You scan your spirit. And you ask your soul, you open your heart and ask it to show you the wounds. Now be ready, because it, it will show you the wounds, but ask it to show you the wounds. And so what you were just talking about, about not feeling, you know, um, I'm sorry, tell me again, what, because I want to say it right. Oh yeah, I just felt like my self-worth was not in alignment. Like there was just a lot more space to love myself that I was avoiding that shadow so when you sit with that and you say now show me where this wound lies where this wound originated because it didn't start with you they will show you that's ancestral healing work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what it looks like that's what it feels like and when you, when you see the origin of it, that's where that transformation begins because not only will you see how your lineage, and, and this, is, this is super, super important for white identifying people listening to this right now. Not only will you see how this affects your lineage, how they were hurt, you will see the pain that they have caused and what needs to be reconciled that's why i talk about the element of water what needs to be reconciled in order for that wound to be healed and for that pattern to be broken once you do that once you channel that once you write that out once you actively begin working on shifting and changing that with your ancestors, yeah, that's, it's, it's really where, it, that's where the real transformation is. And the world is going to change next year. I'm telling y'all this now because I am making it my business as well as others who I, I'm learning under to make sure people are doing ancestral healing work. It's going to be a different world because it's the year of the ancestors in 2022, a fire year.
Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is such a unique and interesting point that you're bringing up as well about using discretion in this healing world, especially with white people. All of a sudden, everybody's the guru. And I'm very mm -hmm. aware of that with myself. You know, am I, am I spreading what I actually know or am I just kind of regurgitating information and uh, positioning myself as an expert? So constantly checking myself to make sure I actually know what I'm talking about because <laughs> I've done the work. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you use discretion in, in this world? And, and how do you, you know, follow your intuition? How do you trust your intuition and strengthen yeah. that, I guess? I love that question. They gave me the answer immediately to tell you. Um, for everyone listening, if you do not have an ancestral altar at this current moment, you need to have one within a week of listening to this. Because you need to be able to go to your ancestors and ask them to send you your teacher. That's what I did. Mm. That's how I got my first teacher, um, my godfather, who was initiated into Ifa, which is a West African tradition. He passed away in 2020. And then that's how I got um, Elder Maladoma Somme, who recently passed away. And that's how I have my new teacher, Ashley Johns, okay? So, ask and you shall receive. Because ain't nobody gonna pick no better teacher than you and your ancestors. Now, I've thrown out, you know, some people and, you know, I would say for advanced ancestral healing work right now, that's not something I specialize in. Um, later in 2020, by summertime, yes, I will. But I teach people how to do the basics like building an ancestral altar, cultivating a relationship with your ancestors, um, an intro to ancestral healing and elemental medicine of the guard tradition. But when you're ready to go to that next dive, that's where Daniel uh, Floor comes in. That's where Ashley Jones comes in. Um, these are people who I am learning for, from or have known of, and they are spoken highly of within my community of people that have trained alongside with me. Mm -hmm. So um, it depends on where you're at. If you're like, okay, I'm not ready to do the deep, deep dive, but I'm ready to start the relationship, come to me. That's what I do. If you're ready to do the deep dive, then we go have to resources. Them. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what would you put on your ancestral altar if you had not made one before? I haven't made an ancestral okay. altar. What, what would you suggest? So, so I'm going to explain how we do in the guard tradition. So um in my training it was everybody from all countries all ethnicities and stuff like that so this is something that you all can practice if you're like oh can i practice this yes you can um so you're gonna need a red candle um i recommend getting a seven day candle so it's not like the little candles from marshall's don't get that you're gonna get a glass the, the one you see through and it's like you see the actual color so you could do a red candle or you can do a white candle. You're going to get um, a glass of water. So think about it. We're representing the elements on the saucer. So in the guard tradition, it's the red candle because it represents the ancestors, fire. So then you're going to get a glass of water. Water represents water um, is reconciliation, healing, peace. Um, and it also holds the spirit of the actual ancestors. And if you feel at some point, okay, I need to add more glasses of water, then you do that. You can have multiple glasses of water. I have seven. Actually, I'm sorry. I have nine glasses of water on my altar. Um, nine is representative of the dead. So that's, and, and, and that also comes from another tradition, but that's a closed practice. So I'm not going to get into how to do it that way. Um, on top of that, 
you can put pictures of your ancestors. Only people who passed away do not put, please do not put nobody that is alive on their altar because they will start transitioning. Don't do that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it can happen. Oh, my goodness. I, I yeah. tr- and trust me, I know. Mm. Um, also, once you have those, those are the basic things. Um, if you want to go to, you know, um, maybe the land where your ancestors are from, and you want to put some dirt in a bowl or something or a jar, you can do that as well. Um, just think about it. Think about the elements. It's nature, mineral. So you can put crystals. I have a lot, a lot of different crystals up there that I've collected from different places because um, I'm a mineral person. So even for me, like, you know how some people might read by cards. I, I do read with cards, but um, I actually read with the stones and I'm tapping them together. And then I start getting the messages. So that's how I read. Um, mm. And then... In addition to that, if you want to put flowers or plants, I have plants on my altar, big ones uh, and small ones. And um, after that, you just kind of go from there. Mm -hmm. You start talking to them and communicating with them and introducing, building a relationship with them. They know you, but they don't know you. So don't treat it like, okay, hey, y'all, you know, I see you, I'm a... Hey, girl, and then go back to that. Don't do that. It's like cultivating relationships in real life. Treat it as such. Um, and you will see the shifts and the changes. And um, on top of that, when you begin to cultivate this relationship with them, you will understand what else they need. So I feed my ancestors. They be wanting food. You're, you will start to get, you'll start to get um, cravings for things you don't even eat. Whoa. So when you do that, you know that that's what they want. It's not what you want. And then you might think, it, oh, this is what I want. And you take a bite and then you're like, oh, okay, this for y'all. Let me put it in the bowl for y'all. Stop eating this. <laughs> you know, so um, they start to communicate with you. And it starts to become very clear. You know, you might start to get dreams. You might hear a song that might have been one of their they'll start to find ways to communicate is basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And um if you do put food on there, just know the take it off after twenty-four hours. Um, throw it away in a grocery bag away from your house, not in your house. And you do the same thing with the candles. Grocery bag, throw them away, away from your house. So that's how you kind of can get started. But if you want more detail and more guidance, that's actually something that I offer. Um, I have a mentorship session that I offer and we cover whatever you want to cover um, for that session. And I teach you because I'm not about just like, I don't identify necessarily as a coach. And I and actually one of my teachers is a coach. So this is not me knocking coaches, but mm-hmm. I want to teach people how to do tangible things. Mm-hmm. So. I'm teaching. Mm. Thank you and so I much would, for sharing that that as well. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, you gave you're us welcome. such specific specifics. I'm really excited to do this. <laughs> yes, um, and I get more specific and more detailed um, because there is a such such thing as upkeep when you have an ancestral altar. How to do that? How to clean it? When to clean it? Those type of things. So, um, if you're looking for further guidance just know i'm here and i'm i work with everyone i said that already but i'll say that again amazing the last kind of subject i wanted to touch on with you is did you have any specific experiences or or what really led you to understand that you were a spirit having a physical experience and that you're so much more than a physical body was there something that triggered that understanding within you from from the beginning um, I would say I've always been pretty gifted spiritually. So, um, I see, I see, I saw spirits when I was young. I see spirits. Um, I'm, I'm a seer, which means I have a lot of visions. Um, my dreams 
ancestors have been talking, following me around since I was small. I knew it was them. But then when I saw them, when I saw one, one of them for the first time, I was freaking the hell out. But then I was like, oh, that's what that air is when I'm walking past and I feel like somebody's beside me. Or that's what that means when I go into the, my bedroom and the door closes behind me and I didn't close it. <laughs> They're coming in here with me, you know? So um, I did a lot of astral projection and, and stuff when I was small. Um, they used to take me to the stars a lot. You know, I've had some wild dreams, some wild experiences with dreaming. Um, and I just always knew, though. I just always knew there was more. And I was so annoyed with what I was being given by the world. I'm like, this is so surface fucking level. Like, <laughs> it's more. And, you know, that's why I'm on this journey, because I'm going beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And I know there are many other people out here who feel the same way. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about, and when I read about what is going on in your beautiful circles with Black Girl Magic, it's so clear that people are craving this. They're craving the, the deeper, the deeper levels here where they can truly be seen and experience a release of whatever trauma they've been carrying and feel seen and validated and heard. Um, I love that you, it seems to be that you practice like laying hands on one another as somebody's going through a healing process and you, and you surround them and, and everybody puts their hands on you. And what is that like for people? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's extremely powerful. It reminds me of Reiki in a way, but even like level 10. Yeah. So in um, one of my traditions, I practice hoodoo. It's called laying hands, literally. Um, it is a very, very African-American black thing. And literally our grandmas, our great grandmas lay their hands on us. And we could be sick and then we're healed in five minutes because it's just the power of their hands. Um, So what you saw, that is actually one of my favorite moments um, that was captured. But I remember it like yesterday that the woman was, you know, releasing and crying and we all laid hands on her. And how she felt afterwards and how I could see her. And she was free. All the chains were broken that were holding her shackle in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's different from, it. a lot of times people have one person laying hands. That was about 30 people laying hands on her at once. So powerful. So yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, because it, it also is like, it's just such a tangible expression of love and support and I always remember that we're, we're so familiar with like our seven chakras, but the reality is that we've got little energy points all over our body, little vortexes everywhere. And our hands are incredibly powerful. And, and we can, I mean, anybody listening to, you can feel it as you, as you pull your push and pull the energy between your hands, it, it, you can feel like a thickness start to develop between, and you can feel that energy. And then to run that, that down your system or to put hands on somebody else, is just incredibly powerful. But Wow. You're doing such beautiful work and I'm so grateful for your presence and for you being here to talk with us. And so now we know that you have your mentorship available and people can work with you specifically on ancestral healing, but what else, what else are you offering for your community and our community, anybody? Mm -hmm. Yes. So for my individual offering, so I have, like I said, the mentorship session, um, it's, um, I think it's like 75 minute sessions, pretty long. Um, And then I also have a ritual consultation where I go into shamanic journey, communicate with the ancestors about what ritual I need to put together in order for you to uh, experience some type of healing or whatever it is that you may need. Um, I do it often, something I'm training, going into shamanic journey to communicate with my ancestors. And what's so powerful about that I want to share is that when I go into shamanic journey, it's not just about me getting um, like these ingredients and things for other people. Every time I go, they make sure they cleanse me first before I even start. So I go through a cleansing with them. Um, in addition to that, I have spiritual products, spiritual baths, and 
which I might have heard of is Florida water, but it's homemade Florida water. Recipes from my ancestors that have been carried down to me. And then in the beginning of New Year, I'm, I'm holding this group in honor of the Year of the Ancestors. And it is, I literally came with, with the title today. So it'll be an information forum live pretty soon. And it is Healing at the Root. And it's going to be a six-month course for people who are ready to do healing work. And this healing work is from ancestral veneration to ancestral healing to breaking down and going in depth about each part of the African medicine wheel, which is elemental medicine. So fire, water, earth, nature, and mineral. Um, and we'll be doing that as a group together. Um, I'll also be doing shamanic journey meditation. I'll be giving rituals and I'll be bringing in people from my community that I've trained with um, one of my brothers who's a shaman who does water divination will have a collective reading. Um, another one of my brothers who is a Dagara um, diviner, which means he divines uh, the way Maladoma so made it. He was trained under him. And a, a couple other amazing people. So that will start literally January. It's starting in January. Mm -hmm. And Every single one of you listening to this, I really want you to be there. I really want you to be a part of this process. And I really want you to also remember when you're seeking out healing and um, to do your healing work, that you cannot put a price on your healing. That ancestral healing work is priceless. Like, it's going to change your life. So, and I just was talking about that earlier on Instagram. It's, I've invested more in myself this year than I ever have in my life. And next year is gonna be double because I have work to do. Mm. And there are people who are waiting to be touched by me. So I gotta keep healing, I gotta keep growing, I gotta keep deepening. And that's what you all are gonna start doing next year. Mm, you're the ancestors. I'm so excited for you and for all of us who are gonna have access to this okay. when it's when it's ready i'm so so happy for you and excited oh i wanted to ask you too um what is a spiritual bath so a spiritual bath is um it's known in many different traditions but um the tradition in which i make it is dagara which is what i've been talking about and hoodoo which is a black uh closed spiritual practice so Basically, spiritual baths are made of different herbs. You know, herbs have different properties, right? So these baths are made with me and my ancestors at my altar. They are being consecrated at my altar, which means they sit at my altar for a period of time. And I allow my ancestors to work on them. I pray over them. You know, I have a whole ritual that I do when I make baths. Um, but these herbal baths are then strained for the liquid. And you take this liquid and you wash yourself with it. Um, then on how to do that, that inst the instructions of that, it comes when you get the bath on what you do. Oh my gosh, I'm so curious about that. Yeah. Beautiful. And spiritual baths are used, sorry, I didn't say this, but spiritual baths are used to cleanse um, negativity, um, aid with depression and anxiety, um, all sorts of things. I had a friend from my training who in my Ladoma, my dear sister, she said, I made her a bath. Um, and we did baths in separate bathrooms, but at the same time. And she said, I have never taken a spiritual bath so potent. She said, I thought I took spiritual baths in the past, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and she talked, she just talked about the way she felt afterward, how cleansed she felt. And she was saying she could feel it literally in her bones. But I know, I know I am a powerful medicine woman and it's for a reason. So I can share this medicine with you all and so that you all can have these tools accessible to you in your healing journey. Because when you're doing ancestral healing work, that shit is tough. So you need tools along the way to help aid in the process to make it a little softer when you land. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, Shardaya, I mean, I just, I'm like taking mental notes of everything that I want to look <laughs> up and like dive into after speaking with you. You really, you know, revealed so much and really brought me back to a sense of like, okay, we need to go a little deeper here because these are all tools, amazing, but how can we really sit in meditation, work with the dreams? And, and I'm so excited to create an altar and really tap into that. Um, I feel like, especially too, with the holidays right now, I mean, this morning I was with my mom and my sister watching this old video footage of my great, great uncles and my whole family at this farm Mm. in the Midwest. And it was so interesting to see them all communicating without phones and without technology, just sitting together, talking, like writing up little inventions or playing cards or just exchanging ideas from the day. And I was like, this is really special just to witness. And isn't it a beautiful thing to like see them come through and, and notice my own expression through them. And I don't, there's something about that. And I think now is a great time to tap into that as we're all getting closer to family potentially and, and just in this, you know, bubble. So thank you for, for sharing this. You're welcome. Thank you for saying that ancestors told me to deliver this while you were talking. So some of you are going to be with your families and they might be more open than you think. Put pictures of your ancestors on a table, put a white cloth underneath, put those things I told you to put onto that altar and make multiple plates for your ancestors and put it on the altar for Christmas. If y'all, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I still attend it because that's what my, my, the elders love, you know? So Make sure you set aside them food. That's what they're saying. Make sure you honor them and uplift them. Tell stories about them. Tell the stories of your ancestors. Share it amongst each other as a family. Start the process. Yeah. Start the process. Amazing. Love it. And lastly, where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram. Um, It's just my first name, Shadea, S-H-Y-D-E-I-A. Um, feel free to DM me if any of this resonated, spoke to your bones, spoke to your heart, spoke to your spirit. I want to know. Um, interested in working with me? That's also, if you go to the IG, it'll have all the information, um, in the link in my bio and you just press a book, press the book button. Also, I have a website, shadea.com. Um, I have a newsletter where I talk about my journey as a shamanic practitioner, as a medicine woman. Um, and I'll be really laying the gems on there and mm. it's through Substack, So it's like, um, I have a free option, but next year it's going to be mostly through the paid option, which is a very affordable, um, subscription. So I definitely recommend doing that. You can pay for the year, which is I think it's like $99 or something like that. Or you can pay by the month, which is whatever is not $99. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, I'll be posting most of the content there, posting a lot of downloads that I get from ancestors, things that you all need to do, Um, exclusive offers. um, You know, before I open up this course, because this course is not, it's not going to be five, hundred I don't want a hundred five hundred people I don't even want 75 people it's not going to be more than 25 people a part of this course because there needs to be an intimacy to it so each one of us can share each of you can share um and we can really cultivate community together so just know that if you want to get first bids when this is when once this is live you need to sign up for my newsletter, Substack. Follow me on Instagram. I also have Twitter. Um, you know, but make sure you do that because 25 people and that's it. And I'm not making it more. Amazing. I will link that all in the description below and then at Black Girl Magic with a K on Instagram. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. And um, the wellness, my wellness company, Black Girl Magic, is Black Girl Magic with a K. Um, and follow us there too. I'll be posting content on the air as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I'm going to have to reach out again in a few months. And there's so much more that I want to talk with you about. And like, there's so we could, I could ask you questions for hours. So I really appreciate your time. And I'm so excited for everybody to get to know you if they're not already familiar. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to share 
my medicine and to share what the ancestors had to say. Cause some of y'all, they they good and gathered me through me. And that's <laughs> what needed to happen. So <laughs> All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope that you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in a new way. And of course, everything that we talked about in this episode is linked in the description below, Instagram handles, websites, etc. A couple more things on my end. Um, if you want to sign up for my self-care Sunday newsletter that goes out every week, you can find the link uh, below in the description as well. And if you head over to HelenDenham.com, you will find all the past podcast episodes and guests. You'll find blog posts, links to my music. I've got a course, a self-mastery course called Cultivating Confidence, which is eight modules that's been really special to have out in the world and if you've ever wanted to work with me one-on-one as I mentioned before I've got a uh, mentorship series that's available six weeks one-on-one with me I'm so excited to share that with you as well and uh, I think that's it for now sending you so much love as we go into this new year and uh, I'll talk to you again on Wednesday bye